Hello, my name is Eduardo Soto, straight from Sao Paulo countryside in Brazil, and this content that you are about to check is sponsored by VPFI Forever, the English platform. Access it. Hello, Emily. How are you doing? Hey, do I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing great, especially because I have just bought three bitcoins. Mm. Whoa, did you really? No, I didn't. <laughs> But I would love to. The Bitcoin's so expensive, right? Oh, it's worth so much money right now. I mean, if you held three, you oh. would be doing pretty well in life. Yeah. Oh, it would be awesome to have some. I don't need to three, maybe one. Just one, it would be good enough. Just yeah. one. Yeah, I'd be happy with one as well. Yeah. But the fact is, I don't know anything about bitcoins i just know they are a kind of cryptocurrency and they are expensive and i don't understand anything at all about them you know do you understand about them you know it's a it's a pretty foreign subject for me too but maybe we could learn a little bit together oh it's gonna be good I, I believe that's why we're here, right? I believe it is. <laughs> yeah. If somebody who is listening to us doesn't understand anything about Bitcoins, cryptocurrencies or stuff like that, we are all in the same boat. And then we're going to learn a little bit about it together. Okay. So I think it's going to be good for me to share the screen for them to see what we are reading. What do you think, Emily? Yeah, I think that's a good idea so they can follow along and, you know, send messages in the group to ask about certain vocabulary or good, um, good. concepts. I'm like going to snap my finger and as a magic trick, it's going to be on your screen. So check it out. <laughs> Is it there? Yep, it's there. Yeah, my magic never fails, girl. Trust me, it never fails, okay? <laughs> So, wow, this is a cool text, in fact. I guess we are going to get a lot, lots of vocabulary to learn here. Let me see if my highlighter is working too. Wow, that's good. It's good. I am going to highlight all the things that I consider kind of important for us to talk about, okay? Okay. So, can you start reading, please? Absolutely. Okay, so... Bitcoin is the first and best known out of over 5,000 cryptocurrencies. So I guess it was the original and now 4,999 people have copied it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, there are lots of cryptocurrencies, right? Yeah, quite a few. Uh-huh, for sure. <laughs> So it is a digital currency that can be bought, sold, and exchanged, but without a centralized intermediary like a bank. Oh, good. We don't need a bank to have a Bitcoin then. Apparently not. Good. I like it. Especially the digital currency. I mean, it, it can work like a new bank app or an inter app or something like that, maybe, right? Yeah, I think it's especially useful for um, people who are a little bit more hesitant about having a centralized money system. Yeah, well, I need to tell you that I hate banks. I went to Bradesco on last Monday 
and I spent there almost 45 minutes to solve a problem that could be solved, solved with a single click of my manager, but I still la uh, lost 45 minutes of my precious life there inside the agency. So bad. I understand your frustration. I need to go to the bank as well. And I've needed to go for a month and I still haven't gone because I don't want to. I don't want to go stand in line. I don't, so want, terrible. I don't want to have to face it. Yeah, I know. I know. Two places that I don't like to be at. Banks and hospitals. I really hate those places, uh, yeah. you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't like you. them. Okay, well, let's gonna go down. Keep reading this. Okay, so another advantage of the Bitcoin, um, every Bitcoin transaction that's ever been made exists on a public ledger accessible to everyone, making transactions hard to reverse and difficult to fake. Mm. And that's by design. Core to their decentralized nature, Bitcoins aren't backed by the government or any issuing institution. And there's nothing to guarantee their value. The reason why it's worth money is simply because we, as people, decided it has value. Same as gold. So since its public launch in 2009, so young, uh, Bitcoin has risen dramatically in value. Although it once sold for under $150 per coin, we should have bought ours then. Yeah, right? totally. <laughs> As of October 26th of last year, one Bitcoin now sells for more than $62,000. Because its supply is limited to 21 million coins, many expect its price to only keep rising as time goes on. Oh, so it's limited. I mean, there are only 21 million coins and there's no possibility to get more of that if it's over, it's nope. over. It's a closed system, so one. I mean, they only invented this many coins, mm -hmm. and that's all there is. Yeah, I, I I have some students that they they bought some bitcoins, and in fact, they didn't buy the coin, but they bought a fraction of it. You know, mm, that's possible nowadays. Yeah, yeah, they put lots of money, and then the. The, what's the name of that? Uh, I never remember. Do you know how to say Bolsa de Valores in English? Mm, I do not. I, I sorry. don't remember. But I, I know this word and I never remember. But this place there where they put places there, they put money, it went crazy. And they lost all their investment in three days because of the Bitcoin oh, value. No. Yeah, it dropped it down, you know? It was crazy. It was crazy. Wow. That's terrible. But Emily, in 2009, the Bitcoin was just $150 per coin, yeah? And now, yeah. and now in fact, uh, after uh, some time, after some years, it turned into $62,000 a single coin. Yeah. Can you imagine those people who originally invested? They must be very wealthy now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They must be. They must be. And I know a story from a guy that he bought some coins of Bitcoin and then he lost the equipment or the password to access the, <laughs> the account. And so he imagine how much money he lost on this. Oh, password. no. Yeah. 
And it's something so secure. It's so full of safety and stuff. So if you lost your password, I'm sorry, my friend, but you lost, right? Yeah, I mean, that is the danger of having a system like that. If it were through a centralized bank, you could probably just go to your bank, prove your identity and get your get access to your money again. But uh, with Bitcoins, it doesn't happen, right? No, I'm guessing not. <laughs> okay. Well, do, do you want to talk about uh, everything here or better? Anything about this vocabulary part? Well, um, why don't you tell me some of the, the words that are maybe a little more difficult to understand? Well, for me, I guess it's all right. I didn't, I had the problem with public ledger. Then you explained to me and it's all right, I guess, public ledger. I, I, what got my attention here was this. The reason why it's worth money is simply because we as people decided it has value, same as gold. I mean, it doesn't have money per se, doesn't have a value per se, right? No, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a concept, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what an expensive concept, right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> No, $2,000 Oh, gosh. I think this part's all right for me. We can go down, all right? Okay. So, Bitcoin is built on a distributed digital record called a blockchain. As the name implies, blockchain is a linked body of data made up of units called blocks that contain information about each and every transaction. Goes back to the public ledger concept. Uh-huh. So that includes the date and time, total value, buyer and seller, and a unique identifying code for each exchange. The entries are strung together in chronological order, creating a digital chain of blocks. Yeah, it makes sense. The The name never, when I heard blockchain, I always wondered why, but now it's so explained here, blockchain, because the information is all in blocks inside of it, right? Yeah. You know, I have to admit that I've read about this concept before, and I read the definition of blockchain, and I didn't understand it. And now I think it's two years later and I'm looking at it again and now it finally makes sense. Yeah, with this explanation here, it's easy to understand. I mean, the information is there separated in blocks. So that's why it gets to the blockchain. It makes sense to me, I guess. So I think that other cryptocurrencies are also based on this uh, blockchain method. Is that true? Yeah, I believe most part of them are connected with the blockchain. I guess okay. the same idea they they have all or better, most part of the cryptocurrencies, they have this idea of blockchain behind them, you know? It seems like a very solid concept in something like hack proof, mm -hmm. but I don't know if that's true. Oh, I guess it is. I guess it is. Because contrary case, it would be lots of scandals about the people losing money, but not because of it goes up or down, but because somebody stole it. And you never heard about somebody being stole for a Bitcoin, for example, you know? I've never heard of that. Yeah, me neither, you know? 
Okay, so any vocabulary here in this? Oh, from paragraph? here, from here, I, I, the first time I read, entries are strung, but this is strung, they string in the past or in the past perfect, right? Yes, you're correct. Yeah, I was like string, str what's the past of string? Strong. Strong, oh, it's string, strong, strong? Yeah. Okay, all right, because I think it's string. It's strong? <laughs> no, I'm mocking. It's not strong. <laughs> Just mocking you about that. Yeah. No, I guess this part is all right to me too. Not a problem here. But of course, if you are consuming this inside our platform, you can leave your question down here. I am going to answer if you your question. It's not mine. And then you can leave it here and we will answer it later. Okay. All right. Just to be clear. Well, let's going to go down to this part of once a block here. Okay. Okay, so once a block is added to the blockchain, it becomes accessible to anyone who wishes to view it, acting as a public ledger of cryptocurrency transactions. Mm. So it's like a digital book that where they keep track of every single entry. Uh-huh, for sure. Yeah, this is pretty simple to me too. Can I go down? Okay, so blockchain is decentralized, which means it's not controlled by any one organization. It's like a Google document that anyone can work on. Nobody owns it, but anyone who has a link can contribute to it. And as different people update it, your copy also gets updated conveniently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is an interesting part. And uh, like it, it was compared to Google Doc. I mean, it's cool because... Uh, like the money is yours, but it's, you are not the only one who can uh, have it because you can sell it to another person. You can distribute the way you want. So it's something that I consider really important about this cryptocurrency too. There is another one. The name is Ethereum. Have you ever heard about this one? Ethereum. Yes, I have. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know what's different about it. Mr. Shadow was talking about this Ethereum and it's the way that they are using to buy NFTs nowadays. I don't know why mm. they are buying with this and not with Bitcoin, but probably it's something related to the number of coins of Ethereum and not the Bitcoin. I don't know. And the people told that Bitcoin consumes a lot of energy, a lot of power electricity to be to be found, to be created, you know? So maybe we're actually gonna talk about that a little bit later in the article because oh. you're right. It takes a lot of computing power to access this information, like to mine these these blocks. Oh, good, good. So let's gonna keep going down. Okay, so while the idea that anyone can edit the blockchain might sound risky, it's actually what makes Bitcoin trustworthy and secure. In order for a transaction block to be added to the Bitcoin blockchain, it must be verified by all the majority by the majority of all Bitcoin holders. And the unique codes used to recognize users' wallets and transactions must conform to the right encryption pattern. Oh, it happens automatically, right? I, we don't need a person to check that, right? I don't know. I, I probably was going to ask you about that because what it sounds like is you have all of these... Um, 
people kind of verifying that that these transactions are correct. Oh, yeah. It mentioned here the Bitcoin holders and their unique code. So I don't know. You made wallets like this because you mean they are like the virtual ones, right? Yeah, because they're virtual wallets. So uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know it. I when you were when you were reading, I just saw you making wallets. Like, don't take it too <laughs> too physically, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. We can go down there. Okay. So the codes are long random numbers, making them incredibly difficult to fraudulently produce. In fact, a fraudster guessing the key code to your Bitcoin wallet has roughly the same odds as someone winning a Powerball lottery nine times in a row. <laughs> Uh, this level of statistical randomness, blockchain verification codes, which are needed for every transaction, greatly reduces the risk anyone can make fraudulent Bitcoin transactions. Okay. Uh, some things here caught my attention, like the fraudster. This fraudster is the person who, like, they make frauds. It's something like that. Yeah, the person who commits fraud. Okay, trying oh, to it, fake some some Bitcoin. Oh, it makes sense to me. But I mean, it's not exclusively to Bitcoins, right? It can be frauds related to anything, right? Any kind of fraud. Okay. And, the, and it's the, a little bit of a cutesy expression too, like fraudster. All right, all right. And this is a difficult word to pronounce. It's fraudulently? Fraudulently. Yes, fraudulently. Fraudulently. Okay, difficult one. Difficult one. And what's this Powerball lottery? Oh, so the Powerball lottery is uh, a type of lottery system that we have in the States with, um, uh, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's kind of like a tube where the ball with the number comes down and it's a random selection. And then it, like the ball comes down and falls into place. And then the numbers are read off. Okay, we have this in Brazil. Is it the Powerball as well? Is it the same? In fact, we call it here like Mega Sena. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because the, or we have it inside a, a broadcasting place too, like it's SBT. They had a telecena. It was like a Powerball, but the only difference is because it was on TV, you know? Oh, yeah. So I think it's similar in the States. Mm -hmm. they, um, they do it live so that anybody who's watching uh, can match their numbers. But I'm sure it's also accessible online <laughs> yeah. nowadays. <laughs> totally. Okay. But wow, what a comparison. Like... The, the odds are winning the lottery, the Powerball lottery, nine times in a row. So mm -hmm. what are the chances, right? I mean, impossible. Statistically zero, I would say. Yeah, yeah, kind of zero. Okay, well, that's going to go down because no frauds are going to happen with your Bitcoin, okay? Yes, that seems to be the theme. Yeah. Okay, so Bitcoin mining is the process of adding new transactions to the Bitcoin blockchain. It's a tough job, 
People who choose to mine Bitcoin use a process called proof of work, deploying computers in a race to solve mathematical puzzles that verify transactions. Oh, here we have something interesting to talk about. I mean, I, I already heard about uh, Bitcoin mining. I would never try to do that because I'm not that uh, geeky level, you know. <laughs> But uh, this thing here that uh, said, like, uh, use a process called proof of work. Proof, uh, at least for me, it's a prova of something, mm -hmm. right? Yes, for sure. And this deploy, deploying. Deploying is like um, to use or to implement uh, the computers. Um, so that's the, their method of, of working. I see, I see. So they put computers to, to run a race and solving mathematical puzzles, right? Yes. Yeah. So I, I believe that it's some sort of computer program that they have. And I assume that the people who are using it are familiar with coding and uh, either create their own programs or if there's a program that's already developed, I'm not sure. Probably, probably. All right. Okay, well, let's gonna go down, girl. Let's gonna go down. So entice to entice miners to keep racing to solve the puzzles and support this, the overall system, The Bitcoin code rewards miners with new Bitcoins. This is how new coins are created. And I'm going to use the quotation marks again, because as we read earlier, new coins aren't actually created. They're just kind of released. Okay. All right. And new transactions are added to the blockchain. Today, Bitcoin mining requires powerful computers and access to massive amounts of cheap electricity to be successful. Okay, so this creation that the text mentions here is already inside those 21 million coins. They are not all, uh, all with people already. Probably they are hidden somewhere on the internet, for example. I believe that's true because... I think that they talk about mining and it indicates that the coins are buried somehow uh -huh. and that they need to be uncovered. Oh, it's the second thing that they connect with the gold, like they said about the, the pricing of it and now with the mining system, right? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, let's gonna go down then. Okay, so... Bitcoin mining also pays less than it used to, making it even harder to compensate for the rising computational and electrical costs. In 2009, when this technology first came out, every time you got a stamp, you got a much larger amount of a Bitcoin than you do today. There are more and more transactions now, so the amount you get paid for each stamp is less and less. By 2140, It's estimated that all Bitcoins will have entered circulation, meaning mining will release no new coins and miners in, may instead have to rely on transaction fees, meaning they'll have to start charging for it. So I don't know how that will work exactly. <laughs> in the U.S., people generally use Bitcoin as an alternative investment 
to help diversify or a portfolio apart from stocks and bonds, which is our normal investment method. Uh, you can also use Bitcoin to make purchases, but the number of vendors that accept the cryptocurrency is still limited. Okay, now it came to my mind. Stock market is the name of the Bolsa de Valores in English. Oh, is that what you meant? Okay. Yeah, it was stock market. And girl, 2140. I mean, I'm not going to be alive anymore. I won't be the end of the... <laughs> when the, all the Bitcoins are released, for sure. You know? Wow. You never know. I mean, this is still a pretty unpredictable um, currency. So yeah, I don't know how exactly it will go. And did you see that? There are a number of vendors that accept the cryptocurrency. I mean, that are play. Oh, in the, the downline here, they're going to be talking about the companies that already take Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah, there's just a couple of them, like Microsoft, PayPal, and Whole Foods, which is a very large natural food um, provider in the United States. Uh-huh. Uh, to name only a few, <laughs> you may also find that some small local retailers or certain websites take Bitcoin, but you'll have to do some digging. Okay. By do, do some digging, it's like uh, look for it carefully? Yes, like spend some time investigating your options. Okay. I asked you that because by dig, I, I imagine a guy with a shovel taking earth, taking, <laughs> I don't know, uh, what's the name? It's earth, I guess. Earth from somewhere, you know? Yeah. It's this to, to or... dig. Yeah. And it reminds me of a great song from Advain too. Dig. You know? I know that one. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> All right. You can go down, girl. Go down. Okay, um, so you can also use a service that allows you to connect a debit card to your crypto account, meaning that you can use Bitcoin the same way that you'd use a credit card. This also generally involves a financial provider instantly converting your Bitcoin into dollars. So you would probably need something like a centralized system like a bank to make that conversion for you. but it's still safe. Yeah. Um, in other countries, particularly those with less stable currencies, people sometimes use cryptocurrency instead of their own currency. Bitcoin provides an opportunity for people to store value without relying on a currency that is backed by a government. Gives people an option to hedge for worst case scenarios. Uh, you already see people in countries like Venezuela, Argentina, and Zimbabwe, countries that are heavily in debt. Um, Bitcoin is getting tremendous traction. Most people buy Bitcoin via cryptocurrency exchanges. Exchanges allow you to buy, sell, and hold cryptocurrency, and setting up an account is similar to opening a brokerage account, which is something for investments. Uh -huh. You'll just need to verify your identity and provide some kind of funding source, such as a bank account or debit card. Oh, you already answered my question. I was going to ask you about this brokerage account. It's an account for investments of risk and something like that, yeah? 
Yeah, so it's where you would hold the the money that you are investing. Okay. Separate okay. from your bank account because you wouldn't want to put all of your money at risk, only the one that you are playing with. Okay, good. And it's interesting to think about places like Venezuela, Argentina, or even Zimbabwe. Like they have great traction in these places because their real money is so. Uh, what's the contrary of valuable? Unvaluable. Um, let me think. What would be the proper term for that? Oh, worthless. Not worthless. worthless but no. Worth less than other places. Let's yeah, say. I think I think it's because that's why it has more traction down there. I mean, we don't see lots of people, at least not here in my city, talking about, oh, I bought a Bitcoin. Oh, I'm investing on Bitcoin. And I see two or three people talking about that. And it's not a new topic, right? Well, I guess if you think in terms of currency, it's relatively new. I mean, oh. it's only been around for 13 years. So, yeah. Yeah, if we compare it to physical money, for example, physical currency, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. I guess it's pretty young in in comparison, but okay, all right, keep on going down. Oh, we are almost ending the the article here. Yeah, almost to the end. So. We kind of talked about that, the the Bitcoin wallet. Um, you'll need one. If you have any Bitcoin, you need a wallet to store it in. And it can be called, they might be what's called a hot wallet or a cold wallet. So a hot wallet is one that's online mm -hmm. and is stored by an exchange or a provider in a cloud. And then the cold wallet would be something that would be stored in an offline device and not connected to the internet. This is the one. Now I remember the guy who lost his password had a cold wallet and then he couldn't remember the password. Like he bought the three or four or five coins of Bitcoin and then he had this cold wallet. And then he set up a password, but could never, ever, ever remember that. So he totally lost all the investment. <laughs> so unfortunate. But now I understand why he lost it. Because I think if it's stored offline, then it would be impossible to kind of break back in. Yeah, there's nothing to do. I mean, he set the password. Maybe it's a device that's the only because it's secure. So he's the only one who could open it again, right? Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. a safe, right? We put a password there and we hope to never forget that. <laughs> that's why I love the concept of using fingerprints for things like that because definitely can't be hacked unless it's like in a mission impossible movie or something where they uh, make the, the fake fingerprint uh, probably they can get you on the street and remove your finger just to put there in the <laughs> passcode come on maybe in very extreme situations but i'm kind of hoping this won't be happening and <laughs> Yeah, wait until the, the price goes a little up or you're going to see people doing this on the streets, okay? Be careful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Watch your thumbs. <laughs> yeah, like here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> read the last part of it then for us to, to finish this Bitcoin article, please. 
Okay, a few important notes about buying Bitcoin. While Bitcoin is expensive, you can buy fractional Bitcoin from some vendors, which you talked about, you know, some people that you knew were doing, yeah. buying just a fraction of it. You'll also need to look out for fees, which are generally small percentages of your crypto transaction amount, but can really add up on small dollar purchases. Finally, be aware that Bitcoin purchases are not instantaneous like many other equity purchases seemingly are. Because Bitcoin transactions must be verified by the miners, it may take you at least 10 to 20 minutes to see your Bitcoin purchase in your account. In a very real sense, Bitcoin is like a single stock and advisors wouldn't recommend putting a sizable part of your portfolio into any one company. At most, planners suggest putting no more than 1% to 10% into Bitcoin if you're passionate about it. Yeah, you know, I know that. I, I am not a great investor. The only time I invested on something, it was on uh, Tesouro Direto. I don't know if you guys have this in the United States, but it's a kind of investment where I, know I don't risk my money. I just uh, uh, lend it to the government, to the government, mm. and they bring me back some a little more after six years, seven years, or stuff like that. You know, I did that a lot when I was younger. Uh, yeah. We have some very safe investments through banks. They're called CDs, and depending on how long you put them in, you get a lower or higher percentage return, and it's a very foolproof or um, risk-proof investment because unless the entire financial system crashed, your money is safe. I see. Well, even after you read this article here for me and for the students who are here listening to us, I wouldn't invest my money on Bitcoin, especially now because all the tension that it's going by Russia and Ukraine and all this stuff, you know, I believe this is not the right moment to put some money on it. Are you thinking about investing your money on it, Emily? What money, do? What money? <laughs> wow, come on. You were rich. <laughs> you were an English teacher. Come on. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. All that <laughs> money I have hidden under my mattress. Maybe I should oh, think about investing that. That's the big deal. <laughs> if you if you could participate in the Wednesday classes, you would get the chance to have the big ticket. And then you would get millionaire, you know? Yeah. So maybe some of the picks ticket winners should think about investing in Bitcoin. What do you think? Sure, sure. It makes sense because if they lose all that money, oh, okay, I can use just the rest that I have here, you know? It's a, <laughs> it's a possibility, totally a possibility. Well, Emily, I believe it was awesome. It was our second recording video here. And uh, every Friday, we're going to be together here talking about different topics. We must already start thinking about the next man that we're going to be talking about, huh? Oh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. We'll have to talk a little bit about who it's going to be. And I'm excited to hear what the students want to learn, too. I mean, sure. it would be great to hear from some people to, you know, their favorite rock and roll bands, mm -hmm. see what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably our students are 
cowboys, cowgirls, you know. <laughs> I don't know if they like rock. It's so difficult to find somebody who likes rock here. Oh, my God. That's why when, okay. uh, when you told me that you like rock, I got in shock. I said, no, no way. And then I got so happy about that. <laughs> you know, teacher baby said the same thing yesterday, and I was very surprised. Yeah. Like, who doesn't like rock and roll? <laughs> I told him. I told him that we had that conversation about rock, the bands that you enjoyed. He said, no way. And I said, yeah, she does. She likes great stuff, you know? Yeah. It's so difficult to find that when we find, we need to value this person, you know? Yeah, well, I am so glad we found each other then, fellow for rock sure. and rollers. For sure, for sure. Well, I am going to say goodbye because my class is about to start. I am okay. going, I'm going to be teaching now from five to nine nonstop, one after another, okay? Good luck there. I am going to go feed my children, I think. Oh, so. good, good. Send a hi from teacher do from for them, all right? I will. So have a great one, guys. Have a great one, Emily. See you next Friday, all right? All right. Bye-bye, girl. Well, I hope you have enjoyed the talk for today. You can find us on Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, and many other social medias. You just have to type VPFI forever, and there will be a lot of other content there for you. Have a great one. See you next time. VPFI forever.